Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and happy new year. Welcome to episode number 52 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we're talking about when the world bugged out, the Y2K bug. I am Joe Morata, joined by baby New Year himself, Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Hi, it's the end of the world. As we uh, know. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell this, you what. This was it, right? This, this was... was- it was never the same again after this. Things changed. Uh, it was catastrophic. Yeah, the, the whole world. It was, oh, it was just it, terrible. There, there's a before Y2K and an after Y2K. Definitely. It was, it was a very different place. Uh, obviously, we're being facetious, folks, so thank you for putting up with us here. If this happens to be your first time, uh, we do have 51 other episodes available. Where, Michael Quinn? In the archives. In the archives. So you can find something you like there. But each week is a different slice of retro pop culture, and we sure do appreciate you being with us here for a brand new year. Of yeah. acid wash memories. Wow, a whole new year. Pretty crazy. Now, is this, this for a year. This, this is not the year anniversary, is it? This Just is, about. When we this started is it. in January wow. of last year. Incredible. We thank right? you guys, yeah, for being People along been with here us. through all of this nonsense, Home Alone and, <laughs> nonsense, and the telephone yes. and all this. <laughs> yeah, pizza. They, they, they made it through, right? This is it. <laughs> this, We're very proud of you this guys. This is your reward. We get to talk <laughs> about Y2K. But it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being with us here. And whether you're a first time or a long time, you can be sure to follow us on Twitter at AWM Podcast. And also join our very friendly Facebook group. So Quinn. friendly. And it's a lot so, of friends. And crappy because it's home crap home. Yeah, it is home if, crap if you've home. listen, you know. Yes. Ah, home crap home. All you have to do is join our group, we'll let you in, and then you can talk about old crap with a bunch yeah. of other people. And no one's mean. No. Which is what I like about it. Now, let's update it to home crappy home. Home crappy home? Home crappy home. Okay, we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Thank you guys for being with us here. New so year. <laughs> new year, yeah. new crap. So we're talking about the Y2K bug. Right. Survivalists stockpiled food and everyone waited to see what would shut down when the clock struck midnight in the new millennium. Uh, where do we begin? So first of all, <laughs> with, with, with the year 2000 in general... Yeah. A lot of our generation, if you're a child born in the 70s, 80s, even the early 90s, and you were of cognizance around the turn of the century, yeah, the year 2000, Quinn, had a stigma to begin with, did it not? Well, it had a good stigma, yes. right? Like, the good was, like, they, all our problems are going to be solved. It's going to be the future and, like, all this good, like, we're going to have flying cars and, right. you know, the, the machines are going to make our breakfast for us and it's just going to be the best. We're not, we're not going to have to lift a finger. It will be possible in that age, perhaps only 50 years from now, for a man to conduct his business from Tahiti or Bali just as well as he could from London. In fact, if it proves worthwhile, almost any executive skill, any administrative skill, even any physical skill, could be made independent of distance. I am perfectly serious when I suggest that one day we may have brain surgeons in Edinburgh operating on patients in New Zealand. The days of work are over, right? It's just like (laughs) all this technology, it's just going to do everything for us, Absolutely. So we may one day be able to become instant experts, uh, learning Chinese overnight, for example. Or we may be able to recall completely memories of past events so that we seem to relive them. 
as of press time as 2024 and that is still not the case although you know we things have gotten smarter you they might have be able gotten to say. smarter you can they now still, tweet from your refrigerator if you, you want still have to. to slice your bread manually like <laughs> you know like you, there's no like it toasted and does everything you this just is put true. it in a thing and that's it or so, a robot is like your maid or something basically the jetsons and uh, back to the future too they lied to us right it's very unfortunate Fit. Pull out your pants pockets. All kids of the future wear their pants inside out. But a bigger uh, thing that happened, and those of you that were around will remember, in the lead up to the year 2000, was out of nowhere, I feel like in 98, maybe, yeah. it was around 98. Suddenly, suddenly all this future talk turned to doom and gloom because there was a secret thing that nobody knew about or something. The Y2K bug. Right. They so, just figured it out like two years before, <laughs> even though that's not even true. The news just figured it out the, two years before. The news started picking up on it. So those of you that were around during this, we want to hear your stories because I think they range from your parents or you. You didn't do shit different, right? Right. To widespread panic. My parents lived at Home Depot, that story, <laughs> like trying to like there you go. get ready for this or we built a bunker. Or, Gotta get plywood. What was that and, movie where they built a bunker and they didn't come out until like later uh, or until the 90 blast from the past blast from the past that's Brian it Frazier. that yeah. was a good movie yeah i like that one where's he going he's going to check your answers on his computer he has a computer sure in the house no actually it's in the backyard of course it's in the house it's in there so we want to hear your stories here because i think everyone has a different story i was 14 years old when this was going on that would make you 13 quinn mm -hmm. and for me my mom was somewhat worried about it i think just really? buying into the hype i don't think we even cared i didn't think you did yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't even notice like right we, we were we were more our minds were blown that it was the year 2000 than it was anything else that the year didn't say 19 in front of it well, that was a big deal and that yeah. is the reason for the bug right yeah. so what is the y2k bug well Back in the dark ages of the 1960s and 70s when they were working on computers, yeah. memory, Quinn, was expensive, right? It was. So the usage of said memory was kept to a minimum. And some programs, software, mm -hmm. would auto-prefix dates with the 19, like, built in. Right. They didn't even, like, think... I mean... Honestly, if you're building something like 40 or 30 years before, you probably are thinking, no one's going to be using this old piece of crap in 30 years. They're going right. to have something better, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's an understandable problem. Yeah. It really was. The basic idea on Y2K was that for convenience, all these computer programs, when it came to do dates, you only needed two numbers. Why use four numbers when you only need two? And then they recognized what date is a computer going to think it is when we get to 2000. Uh, so basically what it did is it only left two years for the date to be stored, which is essentially, I guess, bit conservation. Yeah, just about, yeah. There was limitations with all this, like the computers can only process so many bits. Right. And they start with the four, and then the eight, then the 16. By the time you get to eight, you have enough. <laughs> like, it, it, four is really limited. Correct. Right. And one of the main culprits, by his own admission of this problem, was uh, Alan Greenspan. Ever heard of him? Yeah, him. He was uh, he was involved in this. See, he should have left it to Al Gore, because remember, he invented the internet. But that was later. He yes, didn't invent later. computers. That he, was like NASA or something. <laughs> Correct. Uh, but date bugs in general uh, were not, are not exclusive to Y2K. There were issues with dates as far back as 1975 on a certain OS, uh, you've heard of this, known as the Deck System 10, of course. Uh, everyone right? was using it. Uh, it was so hot, hot in 2000. Hot OS. Yes, the deck yeah. system. And then in 1978, the uh, OS-8 had an issue before they just solved that by upgrading the OS. Getting rid of OS-8. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then in 1997, 
This is funny. Some cash registers crashed hmm. due to credit cards having a year 2000 expiration date, which I just found. Uh-huh. Warning signs. Yeah, warning signs. Even Microsoft Excel had like a leap year issue, which was fixed by making 1900 a leap year in its system. They just like kind of hacked it. Because who cares about the year 1900? No offense, But this this is more of an example of, like, the people who built these systems, they knew this was here. Like, they weren't, like, just sitting on their thumbs doing nothing about it. Right. right? (laughs) Like, they were like, well, we we still have a business to run. We have to, like, make sure this shit works. Absolutely. This is not one of the summer movies where you can close your eyes during the scary parts. Now, do you remember, and some of you folks out there, do you remember the 9999 bug that they like briefly made a stink about in 99? All I know about that is Dreamcast came out on 9999. This is correct, Michael. That's the main yeah. reason I remember that date. But the deal here is that people were worried about 9999, the date, being conflated with 9999, which I guess means unknown date in computer hmm. Programming parlance, yeah, if you will. Yeah, but usually the date is like stored in a different style of value. How would that even... I guess there was probably some computer that didn't, right? There was probably some type of OS or computer yeah. that didn't, Like, yeah. for example, like even back then, Windows had like different number formats and date was one of them, even all the way back to like Windows 3.1 and whatnot. Absolutely. So this, uh, like you said, people knew about this problem. Uh, mm-hmm. Bob Beamer, who was an IBM computer scientist. He sounds like an IBM computer <laughs> Bob Beamer. Well, he's actually known as the father of ASCII. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, ASCII. Yeah, I know it. He noticed the issue in 1958. See, that's the thing, is you got to remember, these people were engineers and stuff. This is not the kind of thing they would just overlook. Right. The only reason they would ever do it was for money purposes that they like literally couldn't afford to like to fix it to fix it at that time and put it off, right? Exactly. And he spent the better part of 20 years trying to get people to care, you know, like yeah. into the late 70s. And by the 80s though, you know who had to care? The stock market. Right. Because there were bonds that had maturity dates after the year 2000. Whoops. So then that that's how you know, okay, yeah. well, if Wall Street has to Suddenly care. it'll cost us more to not fix it than it will to fix it. Exactly. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. And then in 1984, there was a book known as Computers in Crisis that mentioned this, and I found this very funny. There was a Usenet, remember Usenet? Yeah, the, that. Those of you that don't know, it's an early internet message board. Yeah. And you can find the archive, the archives on Google. They, like, have all <laughs> the Usenet archives. If I recall, does Usenet still, like, work somehow? I remember reading this <laughs> recently, like, that, like, there's still people on this shit. Are like, there really? Yeah, like, they, they, like, keep old systems just to, like, chat with people they know on there. Folks, if you use Usenet, please let us yeah. know. Uh there was a guy named Spencer Bowles, and he said here, the first mention of it on Usenet was January of 1985. Wow. They already and, knew. They already knew. And here's what he said. I have a friend that raised an interesting question that I immediately tried to prove wrong. He is a programmer and has this notion that when we reach the year 2000, computers will not accept the new date. Will the computers assume it is 1900? Or will it even cause a problem? Very Mm -hmm. ominous words there, huh? From uh, Spencer Bowles. Well, 
we were talking about the stock market, right? Yeah, that. By 1987, the New York Stock Exchange had spent over 20 million trying to rectify this already. Right, and I mean, this is what this is what I mean about how the news was like very late to the party on this. Very. Like by the mid 80s, like the New York Stock Exchange and like other businesses had already there was there was like a cottage industry of just fixing this problem, yeah. like it, and it'd been going on for like a decade. So are we to say then that the news is geared towards sensationalism? Yes. <laughs> they were like reporting on something that was like maybe not 100% solved, but probably at least 95% solved. We may have power brownouts, trouble getting our medical records, using ATMs and doing our grocery shopping due to temporary food shortages, although grocery store chains downplayed that this morning. Unless there is widespread hoarding or excessive stockpiling, January 1st, 2000 will be a routine shopping day. One major concern is in health care. The report's authors say 90% of doctors haven't fixed their computers yet. These uh, medical delivery systems are in trouble, uh, that they are not prepared to respond uh, to the Y2K issues. Why do they do this? Money? Probably just for a story. Attention? And and this is even before the age of how the news is now where it's even more sensationalist as you know as the years go by well, even back true. then they were looking for a hot story probably like six computers probably would stop working that <laughs> night and they just like were like oh see we're right <laughs> well there is like Peter Jennings got in on it like all of yeah. these I feel like in late 98 is when everyone started writing articles about it doing it was features like a whole on freaking it. thing yeah man. next in this special report on Y2K the Millennium Bug's deadliest secret Learn about the latest disclosures. Find out what could happen to you and your loved ones. And what's funny, too, is that the year 2000, this is a debate that people like to have. The year 2000 was so anticipated because it's the new millennium in the 21st century, but it really isn't because, you know, the whole no year zero thing. I know, but, but here's, the, here's the thing. It's like the cosmetic it's not even 21st just that. century. I think it, it, it stems from like, if you like look back to even like the World's Fair in 39, they were talking about the year 2000, like the year 2000, this, the year two, like it was like the whole 20th century, everyone was like flipping their lid about the year 2000, right? Even Conan O'Brien, right? In yeah. The year 2000. But I'm saying like we're talking like really far back at the early part of the century, people were already talking about what's going to happen in the year 2000. But it's so like super- a lot of those fictional like. Like silent films yeah, yeah. about going on the moon. It's, always, it's in the year 2000, right? <laughs> but it's so superficial if you really think about it because it's just. It seems far flung. Yeah. Like it, when you're living in the, the 30s. Like, right, right. But really, it, it only. It wasn't really the 21st century. It wasn't right. really a new millennium. It just looked like it was from a purely cosmetic I get, sense. I get that. But that year zero thing also, I feel like, didn't enter the popular culture. Until like Kramer or something. Oh, the, 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 the Newmanium. New yeah, the, the <laughs> Newmanium. Like, like nobody even gave a shit about that. They were like, well, that's true. It was like it wasn't about the year one and all. Right. <laughs> nobody was thinking of that. When you booked the hotel, did you book it for the Millennium New Year? As a matter of fact, I did. Oh, that's interesting because, as everyone knows, since there was no year zero, the Millennium doesn't begin until the year two thousand and one, which would make your party. One year late, and thus, quite lame. <laughs> oh. Well, when you were getting ready to celebrate New Year's of 99 into 2000, you were looking at it as if it was the 21st century and the new millennium, I would well, imagine, right? as a kid, I, I did have, I knew about that fact. So did I. Because I watched Seinfeld. And I did think like it all was, good kids. I did think it was funny. 
but then it just like it also kind of made the the whole um, millennium like a two year affair where I was right. like there was exciting when it was the year two thousand then two thousand one it's like oh it's the real millennium yeah. or whatever well, it was actually doubly beneficial if you really right. think about it uh, but it's like an all year bash right it's <laughs> yeah. like from two, January first two thousand to January first two thousand one and then you're like okay now it really is the twenty first century now right. it really is new millennium uh, so it was in the mid nineties that most in the computing field started to actually give this problem any attention uh, and the name Y2K was the result of a fellow named David Eddy uh, in 1995 hmm. because the the name of the bug, so to speak, had previously been called the Century Date Change. That's kind of long-winded. Or Faulty Date Logic. Huh. But he's like, no, we're going to call it the Y2K we're problem. Not, or we're the not Y2K going bug. with that long name. This is, this is the future. We use acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Gwen. Uh, and then John Hamry, the U.S. De- Deputy Secretary of Defense, said in the 90s, the Y2K problem is the electronic equivalent of the El Nino. And Stop. The- <laughs> and there will be nasty surprises around the globe. That just, you know what that reeks of? That reeks of, like, the government, like, they're your parents saying, this is a big deal, you better pay attention. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that's all that is. It's like, hey, let's get some guy from the Pentagon so you know it's serious. <laughs> like, and he's going to be like, hey, you better pay attention to that Y2K over there. This is a warfighting issue for us. This isn't a computer geek issue. This is a warfighting issue. As we said before, rarely does a military organization know precisely the time and the date and the place when the enemy will attack. In this case, we did. And we had 18 months to get ready, and we're ready. I also like the the El Nino because that was El Nino wasn't really mentioned until the 90s. Also, yeah, but El Nino had existed forever. <laughs> right, right. Like, it was just like a, a common occurrence. I feel like we didn't hear about it in school until like 96 or something. Yeah, and it's like, why do we care about the weather that goes well, the other it's way? Spanish for the Nino. The Nino, obviously. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> but it's just so funny to me that. Such a big fuss was made out of this. Even it was a big fuss. By the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did get contingency plans set up. In the United States of America, Bill Clinton's administration, right? Uh, set he up- would be technically in charge of this. Yes. That's the president that would he be was. president in the year 2000. That's correct. Uh, he set up the year 2000 Information and Readiness Disclosure Act in 1998. Any business that approaches the new year armed only with a bottle of champagne and a noisemaker <laughs> is likely to have a very big hangover. On New Year's morning. Uh, the idea would be that we're going to be fucking ready for the chaos that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There was even Y2K.gov. <laughs> very <laughs> preparedness. But can we at least say at this, at, you know, the one good thing you can say is at least they prepared contingencies. Oh, because they did. If, because if they were like, even if there was like, they knew there's like a remote chance that this would happen. But if they weren't prepared, the shit they would get if oh, like God. something did happen yeah. would have been even worse than if they in if they made big look like big idiots. Like it's really like, oh, we better be prepared. <laughs> like, well, good thing because if they weren't, they would have looked like bigger idiots. Well, that's the thing. This is in a lot of ways known as the self defeating prophecy, not right. self fulfilling, where you don't know how bad it would have been. Right. Right. So you look like an asshole for making like all this stink, but you did fix the problem. Yeah. But if you didn't do anything, you might look like a worse asshole. Right, it's just a giant asshole. Yeah. Like a big, fat asshole. Hey, leave me out of this. But anyway, uh, every federal agency worked with the private sector, such as the FCC, our good friends, obviously, on the show. Uh, The U.S. and Russia even formed the Center for Year 2000 Strategic Stability. Bringing peace to the world, that's why. Everyone's like, it's a common enemy, the year. Yes. Like, we all have to fight against it. And what this was is so funny. They promised that neither would launch a nuclear strike (laughs) against the other from December 30th, 99 to January 15th, 2000. So, two weeks. You know what that was about? 
I remember this, is that one of the things was is they weren't sure if the computer would like fuck up and launch a nuke. Yeah. So they agreed. So in case it did happen, neither one of them would point that they're like, oh, it's a Y2K. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> your whole country's blown up, but like the Y2K. Oh, it's right? the Y2K. <laughs> it's, it's fucking, <laughs> right? That's what it was. Though. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then there was also the International Y2K Cooperation Center, which involved over 120 countries all working together here. And then in the private sector for preparedness, uh, insurance companies, of course, started offering plans to cover business loss due to the Y2K bug. Now, that's a racket right that's there. That's some I'm ambulance su- chasing I'm shit. I'm surprised that the government didn't outlaw that. They because didn't. like, Because that's just taking advantage of people. Like trying to sell them insurance policies just for Y2K. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah, you would figure their general liability might cover some shit like that. But, right. You like, know. It's a natural disaster, technically. It is. Right, right. You can't control. Time is just part of nature. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> Very deep, Quinn. Yeah. But what will happen if the Y2K bug bites? Will your insurance company cover your losses? In tonight's Extra, alarming new warnings from some insurance companies about the millennium bug and the problems it could cause in your home. And then attorneys, they were readying uh, class action Y2K related lawsuits. None ever happened because there were no problems. <laughs> again, we've been working on this for like 20 years. Yeah, like, exactly. I think it's going to be fine. Bob Beamer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, books were being written, of course, to capitalize on all this generally in a negative sense, like our country's fucked you yeah. know, by B.J. Serhoff These or whatever. These are the whatever. same people that probably write like the moon didn't happen, the moon landing and all that didn't happen, and like JFK was killed by somebody else or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. On Saturday morning, January 1st, 2000, Banks could lose all your records and all your money. Your city water supply could go off for an indefinite period. Your electric company, also controlled by mainframe computer software, could close for months or years. Your local natural gas supply could be cut off when the gas company computers crash. This is what else happened. Of course, your fringe groups yeah. creep into the frame. Of and they course get- they do. <laughs> this is like ripe. And they get all the notoriety on the news because it's a good news story. Remember, sensationalism. Right. So survivalist groups were weighing in and they predicted widespread power outages, right. food shortages, mm-hmm. gas shortages, uh, even planes falling from the sky. You know what's kind of weird? The planes falling from the sky is ridiculous. But a lot of this stuff is generally what happens when, I don't know, there's a hurricane or like <laughs> any other, like a tsunami, like any kind right. of other natural disaster of any sort, an earthquake. A typhoon. Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you will. It's bad weather for everybody in the WWS. The forecast for all the wrestlers in the World Wrestling Federation is getting darker and darker. And then, of course, the fundamentalists, they said their piece. Saying it was end times, a sign of the apocalypse. You all know uh, Jerry Falwell. I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah. He said here, Y2K would be the confirmation of Christian prophecy, God's instrument to shake this nation, to humble this nation. No, it wasn't. The year 2000? (laughs) Of all things? Of all things. Um, He also advised to stock up, of course, on food and guns. Oh. Because you shoot the bug, I guess. You right. shoot the computer. Oh, because if anybody comes for your food, you got to defend it, right? <laughs> right? We're just getting animalistic. This turns into now. Mad Max. Something like <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course, that's where the media all jumped in on this. And I remember hearing a lot about it. But at the same time, even though my mom was like, oh, I don't think we did anything. I don't think she actually did much to prepare for it. Yeah. I think we sat around on New Year's and we were like, uh, maybe the power will go out, you know, but it wasn't anything. We might have just like flashlights or just like something stupid like that like just to yeah just to kind of like 
cover our bases, if you will. <laughs> Cursory. Yeah, like <laughs> but I don't think that um I don't think that the news did a particularly good job of this. Uh, you know, there's people out there that I've talked to that said there's nothing gonna happen. What are you basing that on? Nobody knows. No one. I feel like they didn't tell you like how to actually prepare. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like because nobody actually knew what was because there was 600 different things like planes are going to crash or yeah. earthquakes are going to like somehow the, the earth's going to get in on it. Right. Like like <laughs> like what the fuck? Like it was just like it was like all sorts of shit, right? Yeah. They were like nukes are going to go off and like all this like it was basically like anything bad that's going to happen. Yeah. Right? All because the year was like wrong on some old computer. There's going to be a plague of because the <laughs> right. fundamentalist said so, and and like it's, Jerry Falwell, it, it went from just like a computer bug to like it, it like end time stuff, literally like, the yeah. apocalypse. On January first, two thousand, what will become of the American economy? What will become of your job, your money, your home, and your future? Find out in this powerful new book. Obviously, you guys know this didn't quite happen this way. <laughs> well, we're still here. <laughs> we are still here doing this stupid show. But the media obviously added to it in both a positive and negative sense. Uh, and it was fixed. The estimated cost to fix this is uh, worldwide $308 billion. Which, mm. you got to yeah. think about what went into this. Yeah. Because it, it was fixed. Right. The, the problems that there were, were all taken care of for the most part. Yeah. They basically had people working nonstop, like a lot of them to, in layman's terms, change the date encoding from two digit to four digit. Right. So when they never have to do it again until, until we hit the, (laughs) till we have five digit dates. The year 10,000. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. I don't think, yeah, but (laughs) do you think they're prepared for that? Well, it will it will be until the year um nine 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 nine, and yeah. then somebody's gonna fucking flip. Oh shit, we didn't put the fuck. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just gonna be the same thing over again. Unfortunately, we won't be here to witness that. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, but uh, apparently, it was fixed because, as we all know, nothing crazy happened. But I want to get back to the year to rolling over from ninety nine to two thousand. Right uh-huh. now, was the year two thousand. In a lot of ways, it was still the 90s, no? It's not really different. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, and, we know this. And here's the thing. Is I, I think everyone knows, and this is not to be, bring a dour thing on here, but like the beginning of the next decade is marked by 9-11. Everyone kind of knows that, right? It's like, Yeah, I think so. And, and so like this weird nebulous 2000 period was just kind of more 90s. 90s plus. 90s. 90s plus, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it was an interesting time because it was the end of the Clinton administration, you know, like the last year, M&M was a big deal. There was a lot of stuff that was kind of new in pop culture. Right. And it was a lot of fun. You know, you had um, boy bands were a big deal, like NSYNC and MP3s. stuff. MP3s. MP3s. Yeah. To me, I look back on 99 into 2000, you know, what seemed so futuristic at the time. Mm-hmm. Now I look back on, you know, 24 years ago since the year 2000, it's just like, that shit's just the 90s, man. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't I mean, funny? like, you know, it's a weird thing that I always associate with the year 2000 just because it was like really good at the time and it seemed futuristic. This sounds really stupid. What is that? Windows 2000. Yeah. Remember, it was like good. It was like way better than the, the other Millennium. Windows. Yeah. Millennium existed. That sucked ass. And, and, and so did Windows 2000. But like Windows 2000 was like leaps and bounds better. Like everything about it was better. Microsoft Windows 2000 was built for total reliability. The business internet starts with Microsoft. Well, Windows 2000 is like recognized as the the really good one until XP, right? Well, yeah, because that's the one they flipped to the NT code 
which is what they still are on today. Yeah. So like every version of Windows is, you know, Windows 2000 was like the consumer version of NT. Right, right. That the first of its kind too. Yeah, I have a lot of because what well, we were in eighth grade together yeah. actually that year. Mm-hmm. So that I, I remember, wanna... I remember being in the computer lab and they had Windows 2000. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, they got Windows. Like because everyone who had Millennium was like bitching during that it's time. It stunk. It's kind of funny too. The two names are like go with the whole theme of the Y2K. Right? <laughs> yeah, Millennium. Windows, Windows Millennium. It sucks ass. <laughs> Windows 2000 It's the best thing since sliced bread. It was, though, which you still have to slice manually as right. we covered earlier. Yeah, exactly. Very unfortunate. You could, you could maybe build a program in Windows 2000 that would run on Windows 2000 and, and then it... It'll slice a, your bread like it, an algorithm. Like a, yeah, it, it, like, it's attached to some peripheral of some kind. Like Maybe you attach a printer to a knife and a then it printer slices, to a knife. you know, those those dot matrix that goes back and forth. Uh-huh. And then you hold your bread up. Right. And then the knife is slicing your bread. Say. Now, can it cut all kinds of bread? Like white bread, rye? Uh, all kinds. Pumpernickel? Yeah. It just depends how sharp the knife attached to the printer is. Well, that's a good point, yeah. Gwen. Uh, anyway, I guess we should proceed here with right. the show, right? Windows 2000. Windows 2000. But it was an interesting time. We want to hear your thoughts, folks, heading into the, the new millennium or the cosmetic new millennium from the year 2000. Because it was for me, you know, a teenager, for Quinn, a teenager, it was, it seemed like we would never get to this point, you know, the year 2000. Yeah. Wow. I felt like my whole life by this point, everyone was talking about the year 2000. Yeah. Right? It was like everyone wouldn't shut up about the year 2000. <laughs> right. And then we got there and it's like, oh, this is the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, oh. That's it, why it's funny it's to me. It's just the next day. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the next day. Now, now they have to write 2-0 in front of all the dates. That's That was like the biggest change. It was weird for me writing 0-0 in school and stuff. Yeah, it was odd. I think for a while I did 2-K yeah. just because I could. You know what I was confused about? What did you call it? Because it was like the 90s, the 80s, and now what are these? No one knew until like recently. Did they the settle aughts? on the aughts? Is that yeah. like the official name? I think it is. But then, is that mean that the 1900 to 1909 is the aughts for that century? Is that like how that works? I really don't know like, much about that first. You know what uh, I'm saying? Is like, do, are we retro? Are like, we retconning the past aughts? Like, <laughs> this is an important question. This is, obviously, we're here to tackle the hard hitting issues, right. folks. Uh, and if you're wondering, this is probably a little bit more of a breezier, more casual, shorter episode. It's because it's New Year's and we know that most of you are hungover. Right. So yeah. we're just trying to make this easy for you. <laughs> well, deep thoughts about the aughts well, retconning absolutely. In, in the 2000s. I guess what we'll do is we'll take a break here. And oh, when we really? Come, yeah, I think we should. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk about that fateful night, December 31st, <laughs> 1999. So fateful. And because there were, things did happen, but many of them were inconsequential and somewhat humorous. Okay. And I want to run down some of those folks. So bring your memories, go get a, a drink or something, or go get some uh, emergency or yeah, go, go, um, <laughs> Gatorade. Yeah, some kind of a thing that can you can store for 100 years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the other side of this break, though, we're going to talk about the year 2000 and uh, the fallout from the Y2K bug when more Acid Wash Memories returns. How could the omission of two simple digits affect the destiny of all humankind? Y2K, what does it mean? How will it affect you, your family, your community, your nation, 
our world. Y2K, how can we prepare individually? How can we work together as global neighbors to make the best of whatever may occur before and after January 1st of the year 2000? Y2K, from its historical roots to its possible effects on the future of civilization. Effects that are so complex that perhaps only chaos theory could calculate the multiple ramifications of what may occur. I'm Leonard Nimoy, your guide, as we explore all aspects of the Y2K phenomenon, including how we, humankind, can utilize Y2K as an opportunity to look at ourselves, to analyze where we've been, and to adjust our sights for the future. Fox Monday, Ling is on trial. Get me a real DA, I'm bored. For running the best little brothel in Boston. We have to shut this down fast. Everything this firm stands for will be compromised. Please, you used to have sex with call girl. Allie McBeal. That is such a major bygone. All new at 9, 8 central tomorrow on Fox. America's Broadcasting Company wishes you a happy new year. There is nothing wrong with your television set. We are controlling transmission. We hope you've enjoyed the journey and remind you that the best is yet to come. Thanks for your time. Say hello to French fries in a can. Some people want Dave to change Wendy's super value menu, but no matter what they come up with... Our newest idea? Hamburgers on a roll. That's not going to happen. Because for 11 years, Wendy's has given you great food for just 99 cents. Fresh salads, hot and juicy junior bacon cheeseburgers, and biggie fries. Here's the clincher. And you can count on... This is going very well. Wendy's 99 cent super value menu. And remember, Wendy's pickup windows open late, so you can eat great... Thanks for stopping. ...even late. And now we return to more Acid Washed Memories. Hey, welcome back to Acid Wash Memories. Happy New Year, everybody. Yep. This is episode number 52. I'm Joe Murata, and Quinn is wearing a diaper. Aha. Baby yes, New Year, yes. obviously. I'm not serious. Uh, so we were we were handling the important issues, Quinn, such as what do we call the uh, the first decade of the 1900s? Mm-hmm. It's actually, what about the 1800s or the 1700s? <laughs> well, well, I didn't what, get that what, far, fella. What are they all called? Well, the, the first decade of the 1900s is called... The 1900s. But that doesn't make any sense. You don't like that, do you? Because then we we, we should call the aughts the 2000s. But then that, I, I just don't like that. Because that, that's like a broad term, like that somebody could be talking about the century. You it know? could be. And for the 2000s, it's known as the 2000s or the aughts or the noughties. The noughties. I don't. <laughs> Where's the N in that? I don't even understand that. Why are they called the naughties? Oh, that's too. British English. Well, uh, there you go. Fish and cheap. Fish, cheap. Hey, mate, we can call it the noughties if we want to. Yeah. Don't worry about that, right? Fish and cheeps. So anyway, thank you for being with us here. This very casual New Year's episode of yeah, Acid Wash Memories. As we dwell New Year's past here. Windows 2000. Windows, it's good. <laughs> it is good. Uh, we will be back next week for something uh, more... Up your alley, more, we think, folks. More important. <laughs> <laughs> more important, yeah. Hey, this is, we never take a week off, folks. So this yeah. is kind of our week off, uh-huh. all right? We're just bullshitting about the Y2K bug. I thought it was appropriate, you know, considering right. it's the new year, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, follow us on Twitter if you don't mind doing that at AWM Podcast. Join our group. And we were talking about December 31st, 99. So, right. Because I was 14 and had shit to do, I was just home. But were you home? Yeah. <laughs> Watching Dick Clark or Watching whatever. Watching Dick Clark, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was no other option back then. Wasn't, um, 
No, but it wasn't Dick Clark only. Remember, like, Peter Jennings and ABC did this well, whole, Well, this was like, just in case. I mean, <laughs> you gotta have the serious... Gotta have him on standby. Diane Sawyer and all them. Like, just, just, just make sure if something is important. <laughs> we're here. We're here to report it. That's the police department, but I don't think they're saying anything untoward. And as Dick Clark said, this place has been really well uh, controlled for most of the day. Everybody's been in a festive mood. The mayor was here a short while ago. He said it had a lot of bomb hoaxes, but it was all about bomb hoaxes. So let us spend the next couple of minutes moving before we go back to Dick Clark and the ball drop, which is going to be done along with a representative from Doctors Without Borders this year. And it is some spectacular ball up there on the top of the Old Times building. Yeah. Well, I think, though... The 99 one, it was where like Dick Clark was incorporated briefly, Mm -hmm. but it was like, this is ABC. Like, this is our fucking millennium, like celebration all day long. Yeah, they probably all the networks were like, this is a bigger deal than the Mm -hmm. regular. Like, Dick Clark, get out of the way. (laughs) Like, and it's like, what the hell? This is his gig. Yeah, that's like the only thing he was doing by then. And this is a 24 hour celebration. And it's staged by the Times Square Business Improvement District. And they're going to see 500 performers and dancers, musicians, puppeteers, crew members, well, 1,000 volunteers who are going to drink 7,000 gallons of coffee today. And now I remember, Quinn, do you? Throughout the day, uh, they would update on other countries and other time zones. Yeah, let's make sure their country didn't yep. collapse on the <laughs> right. way over. And that's, that's one of the things I remember. It was probably the most invested I ever was in the new year was on... December what 31st. Would I, okay. <laughs> this is like theory craft. Imagine the panic if the first country that hits the new year, <laughs> like everything just fucking explodes. Like it's like a mess. And then it's oh like a cascading God. like thing or whatever. And then Jerry Falwell was right. Yeah. Does the phrase no news is good news resonate so loudly? Every place that they've checked here at the uh, information center in Washington, beginning with New Zealand, ending now with New York, Washington, the Eastern Seacoast, everything's fine. Russia might have been a problem. Russia is not a problem. China might have been not, not China a problem. Italy, they said the Italians started late. They held their first meeting last September on Y2K. So watch out for Italy. Italy just fine. So here's what happened in Australia, can I tell you? Tragic. Bus ticket validation machines in two states failed to operate. Whoops. <laughs> uh, in Japan, this is heavy. Machines in 13 train stations stopped dispensing tickets for a short time. And some models of uh, mobile telephones were deleting new messages received rather than older messages as the memory filled them. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard, it's man. Nothing so far. Nothing so far. In South Korea... There is a uh, newborn recorded as having been born in 1900. It's just like an error. <laughs> I know. Like, that's just like pencil and paper. It Somebody like put the wrong date on a form somewhere. And four people receive medical bills with dates in 1900. Four. Four. <laughs> four. <laughs> four. Um, this is funny. In Hong Kong, uh-huh. breathalyzers failed at midnight. Why the fuck were they running on a timer? A breathalyzer? They must have to be, what right? Is the, what is the use of time? Um, All that matters, are you drunk or not? I've never used a breathalyzer. I'm assuming they are calibrated a certain way? No. I, I, no? I, somebody got one of them as like a, you know, you can you can buy them at the trick shop or whatever. What, like Spencer's? Yeah, I think so, actually. What do you mean you think so? I don't know where they got this. It was like one of those novelty ones or whatever, right? It absolutely doesn't have a timer on it. I have no clue. But what it's that. a Spencer's breathalyzer, Quinn. It still works. It's not police. We like tested it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Just to see if it worked. Okay. In China, taxi meters failed at midnight. 
Notice it's all like tickets and taxis yeah. and the, the only important with the breathalyzer that's like a sensor. That's the only thing that's different from all of these. True, true. Uh, in Greece, thirty thousand cash registers printed receipts with dates in nineteen hundred. How many? Thirty thousand cash registers. Who cares? <laughs> These are all nothing. Well, I mean, so, oh, because you bought your uh, pita bread, it says you bought it last century. Ooh, oh, <laughs> horrible. Uh, uh, that makes it not valid for the tax year. You get tax-free uh, pita bread. Pita bread. <laughs> In Denmark, the first baby born on January 1st was recorded as being 100 years old. That's kind of cute. Yeah. He's Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Denmark edition. In Italy... Courthouse computers showed an upcoming release date for some prisoners as January of 1900. Hmm. See, that's another one that's stupid because what it's that's not how like jails work. It's not like the cell door opens when like your date hits and they, they <laughs> let them out. Like that's not they, like a person goes and gets them. You would think, yeah, you know, probably the same person slicing the bread. Right. Shut up. Uh, and then other uh, prisoners showed up as having a hundred additional years added onto their sentence. That would be upsetting. But also, yes. that's also something that, like, first of all, people keep tabs on how many years left in prison they have. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they can easily know it's not 100. I think like, especially the prisoner themselves might yeah, know. Yeah. Well, even the guards, because they have all their records. This is true. Right? We this let them true. out at this time. Like, they know. <laughs> they They're know. not idiots. <laughs> uh, in the USA, the U.S. Naval Observatory, which, you know, runs the master clock that keeps no. our official master. time. Master. Master. It gave the date on its website briefly as January 1st, 19,100. Briefly? What are we... How long is that? I think just that day, briefly, you know? Okay. Uh, This is also a really big deal. 150 slot machines stopped working. Oh. In Delaware. (laughs) Not even like Vegas or Vegas or anywhere important. Hi. I'm in Delaware. And a video store in New York showed a $91,000 late fee because the rental was 100 years past due. Well, somebody would just... I'm not paying that. Yeah, because it's, it's not true. Insane. It's just so fun. Oh, and, and uh, <laughs> a couple of months... All of these are stupid. Like, all of these are like rational human being could take one look because it's so off. Right. It's like 100 extra years in prison, a $91,000 video store. But, like, all of this shit is, like, very easily, like... Well, that can't be right. Correct. Uh, now, here's the thing, though. Again, we uh, to ease up on the media a little bit and all of this, we don't know how bad it would have been if it wasn't fixed, right? I mean, they're worth $308 billion spent on doing this. Right. So, to be fair, Quinn. Okay. If it was, like, every clock, right, and, like, everything was chaotic and shit, like, yeah. everything was fucked up. Yeah. What would they do for prisoners, for example? Would they be like... Well, we don't even have a record of anything anymore, so uh, everyone gets out. <laughs> like, everyone gets out. Like, uh, everything's free for today because we don't have prices. Like, uh, like all the computers are fucked up. Like, every single one. Like, what would they do? Would they I just give a mulligan on the first or something? Like, Do they give mulligans? I don't know. On I, the first? I, I, maybe they had some kind of policy. Maybe that was part of the backup plan in Bill Clinton's thing or whatever. Uh, a mulligan policy? Yeah, like, oh, on January 1st, like, nothing matters if everything's busted. I don't think that that's how they operated. Do you? Because <laughs> you, if, I really don't. If you don't have a record of anything, how can you accurately govern or do anything like without a record? Mulligan. Yeah, I think, See, I it's think a you're mulligan. Right. It's a mulligan. I just think it's um, it's an interesting study because it's so unique. Like this never happened again. Well, it's also a consequence of like digitization and shit. Yeah. This wouldn't have been a problem in any other century because they just wrote stuff down. 
<laughs> like on paper, right? It's like you didn't have to worry about that. That's like true, there's though. records of like ancient China that still exist because they wrote it down, right? It's like you know what I'm saying. Like it, 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 there is one benefit to paper. That's true. Uh, do you think that we were ever going to be at a point where planes were going to fall out of the sky, or is that just some? That fucking- doesn't even like make any sense. Like it's not like the like I don't understand what they're thinking. Like the autopilots, like run on on the clock or something there's a real pilot there right yeah couldn't he just pull up because <laughs> that's not even how autopilot works it's not like because the pilot can at all times just take the wheel and it just stops yeah the wheel yeah the, the yoke <laughs> the, or the whatever steering it is. wheel yeah. of the airplane yeah the yoke i believe is the the proper term right didn't early airplanes have like a wheel or something i, I probably swear did. that's real you've seen some early like, airplane different, footage different, of the right brothers different, like styles of like yeah. yeah it'll just control like a car yeah like, just vroom, vroom. yeah they didn't know what they were doing yet it took yeah. a while uh, I think that when we, you know, it's funny when, when the, the new year hit and everything was normal, right? And I saw my mom and I was like, okay, I guess this is just the next day. Like you said right. earlier, in 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, happy 2000. But what's really funny is I remember my brother, who, if you're new here, I didn't live with, somehow, like, incidentally, not, this is not related, but, like, when they, <laughs> when it was the new year, uh-huh. they accidentally, like, their power went out or something, but it was not it was related. Un- unrelated. Yes. Yeah. And I always remember him telling me that, like, it went out briefly. And we thought it, this was it. Yeah, like, they thought, like, oh, fuck, there go the lights, you that, know? That it really is happening. Yeah, like, but it was completely unrelated. It was just a coincidence. That's funny. It is funny. I mean, like, that was the worry. Like, what I thought, okay, my, like, worst case scenario in my head was that I'd be watching the Times Square and, like, it would, like, explode or, like, <laughs> something, like, really dramatic. Like, the whole city would blow up and then the power would go out and, like, like for, and, like, for no reason, by the way, just spontaneously right. combust. Like, right. everything would just, because, it, because they said. The federal government spent eight and a half billion dollars. They estimate about $100 billion, Peter, spent by private industry in this country. So if people say, well, was this a hoax? Was this a hype? No, probably we're going to find out there was a real problem there, but they got it fixed. Once the reports came in from Australia that like everything was okay, I think I that feel like that was the early it. sign was that like when other places hit New Year, it's like oh, just like some parking tickets or some <laughs> yeah. shit like we're wrong. <laughs> like, it's true, something that like completely doesn't matter, right? Like, like I said, I think it's an interesting study in the media. Maybe I don't want to say they caused a hysteria because I don't think the. Did they cause hysteria? So here's the thing is the way I remember experiencing it was that like by the time we got to 2000, like everyone was kind of already saying that they kind of like went overboard, that it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like like people knew going into like New Year's Eve that it was like it was like a 99 percent certainty. Nothing would happen. Right. 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 And I think that that is um, it's indicative of like we said earlier, sensationalism, because they were riding that wave for like a year, Mm -hmm. 98 into 99, like, oh, you better get your fucking water and stuff. And it was in pop culture, too, and like mentioned on TV shows and like as almost like a joke, right? Yeah, it was just such a, I just find it to be a strange thing, like a strange blip in our radar of growing up. I do think it's funny that um, the pro wrestler Chris Jericho used it (laughs) as a like, like a way to introduce himself. And I am... 
Millennium for the World Wrestling Federation. A lot of the problems didn't happen. And and I think it's it's always interesting to look at stuff like that because we don't know how bad it would have been. But you don't think planes would have fallen out of the sky. You don't think we're talking about like widespread power outages. No. What would have been cats and dogs living together? together. (laughs) Mass hysteria. Gozer would have come and like all this shit. What would have been bad then if they didn't fix it? What would have fucked up? I think it's more of like an organizational thing. Like I think records would be screwed up. Right. Like stuff like that. Like so if like the OS is like messed up, how the hell do you actually access your files? Right, right. Like, right. It's like an access issue. Okay. You know, like if I can't boot up my computer to get the records or something, like what am I going to do? Understood. Folks, we want to know your thoughts here. Again, this is a short, casual episode. Mm-hmm. We want to know your your thoughts on Y2K, what you remember of it. Were you on the living at Home Depot end of things and getting plywood and boarding up your yeah. walls and stocking up. What if there's still a person, okay? Oh, God. What, remember the remember I said Blast from the Past, that uh-huh. movie? Yeah. What if there's still some guy somewhere in a bunker from Y2K and he's like, I maybe heard like a rumble or something and like he thought, oh, shit, it happened and he just hasn't had communication so he's just still living down there. Well, we want to get him. Yeah. We want him on the show. Yeah, well, we, how's he going to hear us? We're going to find him. He's still got year 2000 technology. Like he, he's still got Windows 2000. And well, it's a good Actually, OS he doesn't one. even have Windows. He's got Windows 98 second edition. That's also very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No? It had internet, but I, had, I, I internet. don't think he's on the internet because he probably cut himself off. Well, that's true. I would imagine so. We want to hear from you guys, though, and we want to hear what you did to prepare for Y2K. Maybe that was literally nothing like most people, I think. Yeah. But there were the fringe groups. There was the fun. There were the people that, you know, stocked up on everything. And we want to hear your overall memories of the year 2000 and when the, the year the rolled year over. 2000. So why don't you do that on Twitter at AWM Podcast? Why don't you join our Facebook group? Uh, but the good news is, Quinn, mm-hmm. we're all still here. We're all here. It's the year 2024 now, and we're still doing is okay. Is anything supposed to happen this time? Is there some kind of bug just specifically for well, the year 2024? Yeah, never know. Yeah. But we're thankful to have you guys along for the ride for over a year, or about a year now, with Acid Wash Memories. Uh, next week, we're going to be back with something better. Uh, yeah. More important, I think, as Quinn said. Well, this is the least important thing ever, because it did nothing happened. But I feel like it was our due diligence to cover it, no? Well, yeah, I mean, somebody's gotta. And somebody's gotta remember this for 45 minutes or whatever. Exactly. So, we hope you enjoyed it, folks. And until, uh... Until next time, I guess uh, that's that's it, right? We're yeah, we're done here. That's it. They're, they're shutting they're shutting us down. We're getting shut down. So the computers are going to go <laughs> in a second. Thank you guys so much for being with us here on Acid Watch Memories to kick off a new year. We really do appreciate you. We will be that back next week for something uh, completely different and completely better. Until that time, follow us and uh, tweet at us and all that other good stuff. But thank you so much. Uh, this is Joe Murata. That's Michael Quinn. We'll see you next time for more Acid Watch Memories. See ya like what you heard be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app we will see you next week